What's up, everyone? Welcome to, uh, I don't know, this is a bonus episode. Uh, hello. <laughs> Hi. I'm, I'm SBJ. I'm Steve. Thank you for paying money to get bonus episodes. Uh, and I roped Bobby in, so you have to pay money to hear Bobby's voice. <laughs> uh, hey, how's it going? Hello, hello, hello. When this goes up, uh, Pokemon Celebrations, the newest TCG set, should be available worldwide. Uh, and by that, I mean should be sold out and impossible to find worldwide. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's so true. Uh, so sad. But I wanted to talk a little more in depth about just cards. And Bobby has recently gotten back into collecting cards after stepping away. Mm-hmm. Uh, for a while. For a yeah. long while. And you. You came back at the worst time when cards I were did. impossible to find. <laughs> it, yeah, I did. That's very true. So let's let's before we get into celebrations, let's let's start with that. Let's talk about that. Uh, there was, you know, we've talked about on the podcast multiple times that cards were hard to find, and you know, all these big YouTubers, content creators, uh, decided to get back into really old vintage sets that drove the prices up. Their audiences saw that they ran to their targets and bought the cosmic eclipses and the vivid voltages and whatever else was on shelves uh steam sieges that were still sitting there for six years because no one wanted to ever buy steam siege but those eventually (laughs) sold out and cards were super hard to find and it's been somewhat easier depending on where you are to like i was able to walk into a target and they had four etbs of evolving skies Mm-hmm. They had limit five, and I only took two because I'm not a monster. Um, <laughs> uh, celebrations probably would have sold out regardless of this because it's yeah. one of those limited sets. But you texted me, uh, I want to say maybe around February, that you wanted to get back into collecting cards. And I said no, and then you bought overpriced cards anyways. That's so true. It's exactly exactly <laughs> how it happened. Um, I only bought overpriced cards once, though. I will say. And it was just that first time getting back in and not realizing, like, not really digging in yet to, like, what what stuff was MSRP, like, what was a good deal, what wasn't a good deal. Uh, and it turns out that anything that's over MSRP, bad deal. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I would say Pokemon <laughs> cards at MSRP are still a bad deal. <laughs> that is very true. That is very true. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, I think that, like a lot of people, I got... A little caught up in the hype and i had already been a card collector previously um as a as a kid and everything and you know when i was i think even a couple of years ago like from time to time and it's been because of your podcast actually steve <laughs> that uh from time to time you guys will talk about tcg stuff and i'm like you know i should jump back in i should jump back in and then a couple of years ago i think i went and bought like an etb of uh, unified minds so this was like 2000 i don't know 18 probably 2019 um so before everything was you know sold out um whenever it came out unified minds I, I bought an etb and um it was a horrible like i just pulled nothing and i was like never mind this is dumb i don't want to do this <laughs> this is a bad idea <laughs> and uh and so I didn't, I didn't do it again until yeah until february and then uh now i can't stop so i i blame you steve i blame you and your podcast i'm sorry that you have now an, uh, another outlet to spend your money that isn't niantic <laughs> that is true i guess 
help me not spend or not give you, all my money do you just have a gambling problem is that what it is you just you you <laughs> okay how well, are how are you in a casino if we if we're gonna go and bring that up uh <laughs> I uh, I used to actually gamble quite quite a lot. Oh my goodness! <laughs> um, I don't have a gambling problem, um, but no, I really do actually like uh, gambling. Um, so I think that is a reason of why I am very likely to want to do things like collect cards. You know, like anything that gives you like a chance at something. I mean, a lot of people even compare it to gambling, right? Like it's like when you're opening packs of cards and stuff. It's like I might get this, I might get that. Um, Except with the Pokemon cards, it's like there's way more chance of making money gambling than there is an opening Pokemon cards. So it's a whole different uh, concept in that way. But um, yeah, uh, you know, it it's it is kind of another. It hits that same like that same. I don't know what the word is. That same thing that like gambling does hit yeah. though, which is like you know dangerous, I guess, in some ways. As long as you can like reel it in. It's okay, but uh, it does hit that same thing. Same with the Pokemon Go, right? Like those kinds of games, they all hit that same like that same feeling that yeah, that uh, like high that you get from. Yeah, it's kind of the shiny, shiny hunting is the same way. Way less like investment in that, right? If you just pick up a game and go shiny hunt, but it's that same feeling, like that that just excitement of hitting that rare or that like low chance probability kind of thing. So. Yeah. So thanks for thanks for having me bring that up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I I'm, I'm always happy to direct you in ways to throw away your money. Um <laughs> so you bought overpriced cards back around late winter early spring and mm-hmm. and you're continue So so let me, are you just looking for specific cards? Are there chase cards you want? Do you just like opening packs? Um, are you are you dedicated to try to complete sets? So I think that when I was when I first got into the TCG, so uh, you know when I was like ten. Well, okay, so even before that, like I was a basketball card collector as a kid, and then I also, you know, I was into Pokemon too. So then I started collecting Pokemon cards, and when I was a kid, and I was buying packs of Pokemon cards, or like my or my parents were buying me packs of Pokemon cards at that point. You know, it, you comp- you wanted to complete the base set, jungle set, fossil set, and those sets just maybe they weren't easier to complete. But I guess over just the years of doing it, like I, it felt like it was like looking back on it, it felt like it was easier to complete those sets at the time. Probably I feel like wasn't, those were but like to complete. yeah, I mean, it just it just feels like that. I mean, there was all those the decks too that you could buy to get like some of the hollows and things like that. So there was just I feel like. It feels like looking back on it, it was easier to complete the sets. So when I started getting back into it, my first thought was like, oh, well, like I'll find a set that I like and then I'll just start buying those packs and and, like thinking like I could probably complete the set in like, you know, with less amount of money than it would actually take to complete a set um, without just buying the singles. So that was kind of my my thought going into it. I was like, hey, let me just buy some stuff of sets that seem cool. Maybe I can just try to complete a set. Um and then I think as I started opening stuff, I just got more into just opening packs of cards, like just kind of nothing specific. Like I wasn't really looking for, I, I was looking for specific cards within each set. Right. So like, I wasn't like buying, like, I was like, I wasn't like, oh, I just need to buy all darkness ablaze. Cause I want this, but it was just like each set had certain cards that I was looking to buy or that I was looking to pull. And I just find it more fun to pull them than to go like buy the singles. 
you know, cause I'm not like playing them competitively. So it's like, I just think it's more fun to open them up to try to pull them that way than to just go out and, and buy a single and just have it. So that's kind of my thing. I guess it's like, I have my chase cards for each set. I'm not trying to really complete any of the sets at this point, but it's just fun to like open cards. And, and then when you pull a good one, it's really exciting. So, yeah, I think with, yeah. So for me, and I think most of the listeners know this, obviously as, as a, like a kid, I collected all the way up to, um, I think the, I can't remember the set after team rock. I think it was just called gym leader. Maybe yeah. Like gym a, leaders, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I stepped away and, then I got back in at the end of Heart Gold Soul Silver, so I missed pretty. I just, um, for the most part, I just missed like the Hoenn stuff, um, at that and like and um, early early Diamond Pearl, um, uh, but like Heart Gold Soul Silver kind of covered some of that. Mm-hmm. Got in with Heart Gold Soul Silver and started playing competitively, and m- my wife and I we would buy uh, like two booster boxes, and we would buy them not even to collect it was like we need the good cards and when you play competitively there would always be cards that were just like a good example would be when sun and moon came out there was a there was a tapu lele gx mm-hmm. and that yep. card is it was 80 dollars on its own and you would you would need like two to three tapu lele gx's so between like two people you know we would have to have like four to five in the house and right. a booster box was a hundred bucks. So it's like, well, let's just buy the booster box. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, and, you know, hope that we get Tapu Lele GX, you know, which isn't and not the rarest card, a, a rare card, but it wasn't like a secret rare or. Um, sure. Because, yeah, with the booster boxes, you're kind of not guaranteed, but it's kind of one of those like maybe one, maybe two secret rares. Right. But you could pull a few different GX cards. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. And then you would have other cards for trade fodder and it. It, you would be able to trade when you went to these tournaments because, you know, people did bring their binders and, you know, some people would drop early and people are always looking for stuff. You know, when I was in black and white, everyone always wanted Terrakian, even though Terrakian wasn't like the most played deck. Like, I don't know. People were like, people, <laughs> people take Terrakian, you know, it's it's a very tradable card, which <laughs> I don't think gets talked about a lot. There There are cards in the tcg that are just more tradable than others because like they have some value and people could consider using them and like they're not they're not like you see, like no one's going to be using uh i don't know like a secret rare view you know maybe mm-hmm. but it, mm-hmm. it's not like a super competitive I, I don't know i didn't really look at it well let's just assume it's not a super competitive card but it, it's gorgeous very pretty mm-hmm. right. um so like people would trade for that in the sense of like what's the value of that versus like you know Trakion back in emerging powers wasn't the most amazing card it was very good um and mm-hmm. it wasn't worth a lot but it was it was very tradable like you'd be like oh, i'll give you two Trakions for a tapu lele <laughs> or something <laughs> like that very true but it, it made more sense um to like buy two booster boxes hope you pull the like whatever card was worth 80 bucks or your deck and then like ugh, i need one more so i guess i'll just buy it separately or like i don't know you try to trade for it right but right. i when when i was getting back in it was never to me it was never about i want to complete the full set where I, I i stopped playing around um plasma freeze i think and then the x and y stuff came out and i played maybe one and two tournaments in the x and y era because that was when xerneas oddly enough mm-hmm. xerneas is one of the celebration cards that got reprinted 
I was yeah. like, I don't like playing against the Xerneas stuff. I'm just not interested. It's not fun. Mega's not really doing it for me. Mega Rayquaza is a very popular also in celebrations. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I stepped away again. And then the Sun and Moon stuff really seemed to make it better and more fun. But when Sun and Moon came out, I was like, I want to complete a full set. And that's it feels impossible. <laughs> it does feel it does feel impossible. No, you're totally right. When I see people who have like build entire or who like talk about completing the set and everything i just think how much money did that cost you like and i know a lot of people will say like oh well, I, I traded for some or maybe i bought us i bought a couple of the singles that i needed or something like that but i just think i mean everybody has like their thing that they want to spend money on but i just i'm i think like how much money it costs just to get like halfway through a set you know like i mean obviously you pick up the commons and the uncommons pretty quickly uh but it's just like those those rares and then the ultra rares the secret rares and i'm thinking like i've already spent like this amount of money on one set and i've got like four of the ultra rares of like the 15 or whatever that are in this set you know and so it just seems like it is it's just very it just seems like it's very costly to want to complete one set let alone like multiple even even with the Japanese cards, I would I would import two to three boxes, which Japanese sets are smaller. They're like maybe, you know, maybe 80 to 110 cards before prices went up, you know, to import a Japanese box was you know, like 40 bucks. Uh, and they're half the booster packs. Um, that well, not half, but half, know, the, half the cards, cards per um, booster pack, right? Yeah. And I think it's 30 in a booster box versus in the American. I think it's 36. Yeah, um, and it's five cards per pack versus ten. You, uh, you would within two boxes, and I've done this for multiple sets. I did it for like the Vivid Voltage, the um, Rebel Clash, the like base set. They had like two different base sets. Sword. They had one for sword, one for shield. Whereas America got it all in one. Mm-hmm. So over a dozen of these Japanese booster boxes throughout different sets, and you would buy two for a set, like two of like um, Vivid Voltage, and you would get everything except you would always end up with like two secret rares. Mm-hmm. and they would always have like 14 secret rares so it's like right well do it like there's no point in me buying another box, box because mm-hmm. i'm only maybe going to get one to two more secret rares and i need 12 more of them like <laughs> i'm just and the, i get it it's not fun to just like go to tcg player click the card you want buy it and like it's nice it's nice in the sense of like i completed the set but also it's like there's like this discouraging factor of I'm going to spend $40. I'm going to get all this bulk. Mm-hmm. I'm going to maybe get some extras that I can trade if I can find somebody to trade, which I think is a big part of this game. Like if you're collecting and you don't have any friends around you collecting, it kind of feels like I have all these duplicates that I'll never get rid of, mm-hmm. um, which sucks uh, for sure. <laughs> and this was the thing too, going back when I played Heart Gold Soul Silver competitively, or sorry, when I played Black and White competitively, I had probably seven or eight people on the regular that we would get together and practice and play games very casual and we would trade cards and they would buy a bunch of cards and i would buy a bunch of cards it was like such a great way to consume that game and now that like i think you probably feel this too you know you you buy a bunch of cards you fill out your binder or what you want to collect and then you just like take an etb and you put all your bulk in it Mm -hmm. and you're like i don't no one wants what am i gonna do with this right no that that's so true and like i think that's a big difference um 
just between now and and when I was collecting before because when I was collecting as a kid, you know, I had again like you were saying like I had friends who also collected um around me and we would meet up and and trade cards and we would trade stuff and we would go to the different little tournaments in our in our city or whatever not um you know like the little local game shops would have like little on saturdays come down and everybody kind of plays and trades and things like that and so we would do that like every weekend and it just made it really really fun um and then this time around i think that i've found more fun in in like sharing with my other friends what we've pulled and stuff like that but i don't see any of like i don't live close enough to any of them to like trade and stuff like that i guess we could like mail each other stuff but it's just a different vibe for sure and like you're saying i mean i've gone through and i mean i think the set that i've purchased the most of over the last six months or so eight months yeah um has been uh shining fates um and I just have stacks of shining fate of like uncommon and common cards. Like, and I'm like, I don't, they're like filling up my closet. I'm like, ah, I need to do something with all this stuff. It's taking space in my closet. Like, um, and, uh, you know, I guess there's like, you can sell it, right. You can sell the bulk or like yeah. other places will take it and you can trade it for other stuff. But I don't know. Part of me is like, I know if I'm trading a bunch of this bulk into, a shop that's going to give me like a booster box. I'm like, I'm essentially getting ripped off. I mean, like, I guess I'm getting something versus like the nothing I'm getting with it sitting in my closet, but it still makes me feel like, I feel like I'm getting ripped off. <laughs> like, yeah, you know? And so it's like hard for me to part with it in that way. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, I'm sitting on 40 blip bugs from <laughs> shining fates. I'm like, what am I going to do with these? So, well, when I, um, when I got out of the TCG, it was also around the time like I it was always funny because I would go to the I would go to these tournaments with, you know, Irene and my friends, you know, we would carpool, we would, you know, drive two hours to, you know, some town in the middle of nowhere that was hosting, a, um, you know, a, I don't even what, know what they call it. They used to call it like battle roads or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. We would go to these tournaments, you know, there'd be 40 people there or whatever. Um, and everyone would go like one in three and then like drop or whatever. <laughs> You know, sometimes, you know, you, you see, sometimes you didn't have the money or you didn't want to buy like the cards that made a meta deck. And you're like, I want to run this rogue deck. And then you like face another rogue deck and you're like, well, I don't know how your rogue deck works. And now I lost, you know, because, you know, this deck was meant to be against a meta deck. Mm -hmm. So you go one and three. And every time on the car back, you know, people would be like, ah, oh, game's getting bad. I hate this card. Can't stand this card. Hate this deck. And, um, it was, it was, uh, I think it's plasma freeze. And I was like, you know what? I'm done with the game. And then like the next week my friends were like, are you coming? And I was like, no, I, I said I was done with the game. <laughs> then the, the next week they'd be like, Hey, you're coming to this. No, no, I said, I'm done with the game. Like I, it was the card that got, that just completely tilted me was a card called hypnotoxic laser. And I just, I couldn't do it. I just, and to this day they were like i can't believe you know everyone always talks about quitting and you just you actually just quit <laughs> <laughs> but part of the reason was also the i like uh, irene and i w were moving at the time and i i was like broke just dirt poor mm -hmm. and i ended up doing what you thought about which is i sold all my cards to a card shop Mm -hmm. that was cool stuff inc and they were they were running a promotion it was like get a bonus 
15%. Normally it's like 10%. Get bonus 15% extra credit when you trade it in. And so I was like, you know what? Just going to trade it all in. And I ended up getting um, like $700 for everything. Jeez. Which, and I kept some cards, right? I kept like hollow energies. I kept some cards that I just genuinely liked. And then I sold some cards separately. Like I, to my friends who kept playing, I, I had Tropical Beach. Tropical Ooh. Beach, I think I bought Tropical Beach for like 100 and 120, two, two Tropical Beaches. And then I sold them to a friend just, you know, for 200 bu- bucks for both of them. At the time, they were still around the same price. Now Tropical Beach is like a $400 <laughs> card. I was going to say, yeah, it's gone. It's like four or $500. Now. Yeah. And it's, it's fluctuated a lot in the last like decade or however long it's been out, a little less than a decade. But mm-hmm. yeah, now it's sitting at 400. But you know what? What am I going to do? Like, 200 bucks at the time was like more important than being like, well, maybe this card will go up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's like what it, it's like the stock market, right? And it's like, oh, I sold this and like 10 years later, oh, I should have held on. And I was like, no, you shouldn't have whatever the, at the time, whatever you needed to do is what you needed to do. Like, you know, it is what it is. So, but yeah, the whole like card shop thing just like feels it always feels weird because you know that they're they're buying it already under value and they know that certain cards will go up mm-hmm. um like there was a card gosh it was it was around it was in a, the sun and moon set i can't remember what it was called maybe it was like counter catcher or something where it was a completely garbage card you could probably buy them for like 10 cents and then randomly it went up for like it it went up to like three bucks which doesn't sound mm-hmm. like a lot but if you bought like a thousand of these cards right at 10 cents which these mm-hmm. card shops do they'll buy they'll take anything right especially cards they they, they definitely know are going to go up in price mm-hmm. um and all of a sudden they have you know five thousand cards that are you know, was 10 cents now they're worth three bucks like geez that's like fifteen thousand dollars that you right. have on and i totally get it that's the business they're in that's not the business i want to be in the last thing i want is to like I already hate sitting down with like six ETBs in front of me, all full of cards being like, what am I doing with these? I don't want to mm-hmm. sit and organize 40 Ralts. Like, <laughs> I just don't have, I just don't have the time. I just don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't know. I totally feel you on that. And you're kind of seeing like, at the moment, you're kind of seeing like the opposite effect of the card shops taking stuff, right? Like you're seeing... Uh, let's take, for instance, that uh, the Shining Fates Charizard, uh, the shiny Charizard from Shining Fates, which I think you pulled one, didn't you? At I did. One point? I did. It's, <sighs> it's sleeved and top loaded and it's only lucky, gone lucky. down in value since I pulled it. <laughs> and that's exactly what I was going to say is I remember when, you know, uh, when I first jumped in and I was it was like I wanted that Charizard. I still want that Charizard, but um it was going for a ton of money, you know, it was like, okay, well, and the thing about with, with me is like, I don't plan on selling any of these, like any of my cards, really. Like at this point, people have asked me, cause I have like the, the, the full on, I have the full, a complete set of the base set, uh, jungle fossil real close on those. And people are like, you want to sell those? Are you going to sell them? I'm like, no, I don't, I've kept them for 20 years. I guess at this point, like, <laughs> I, you know, I, and everybody, I, I, I guess the thing is, is like at the, this point i don't need the the money that i would get from those right like it's not life-changing money and for me personally but so i'm not gonna it's like i've held on to them for 20 years i'm just gonna keep them at this point like and i've kind of had that same like feeling about the cards i'm collecting now it doesn't mean i don't check the prices right (laughs) it doesn't mean i'm not like 
you know, I'll tell my wife, like I'll open a card. Um, I pulled a, um, an alternate art, uh, Neuvern, the, from the evolving skies, the Batman, set. One. The Batman one. Yeah. Which I was, that was one of the ones I, I totally wanted just cause I'm Batman is like my favorite, um, superhero. And I was like, this has got the, the Batman vibes. It's a sweet, you know, Pokemon. So yeah, I told my wife, like, eh, I pulled this like $70 card and she's like, and are you going to sell it for $70? And it's like, oh, of course not. <laughs> why would I do that? She's like, why does it matter that it's $70 then? It's like, I don't know. Just because it's, uh, we all have to base it on something, I guess. But, um, but yeah, like those card shops that are, that are selling that stuff. It's just interesting to see how much, um, the rare, the rare cards have dropped in price over the last six months. You like, like I said, that Charizard was, I don't know. Wasn't it like sitting at like five or six hundred dollars at one it point, was, and yeah. now it's like one fifty or one sixty or something like that? Yeah. Yep. Just like you know, when you're a shop or whatever that's trying to. I mean, I guess they're not like buying those up at high prices to sell them low, but like just seeing the drop that like the way the wave of what's that what's happened here, right? Is like you get a bunch of stuff and you're buying stuff, and uh, all of a sudden you're stuck with all these cards that nobody wants to buy anymore, or that are worth way less than you maybe thought you were going to get for him um is not something that i ever i would ever really want to deal with well that was the whole like you know that's when you got in and people were people were buying vivid voltage and whatever they could get their hands on as fast as possible and they were tearing packs open and then they were trying to send things off to psa and Mm -hmm. ps like like um i saw a tweet of somebody who had they got like 40 cards back from psa and they were like we i sent this back in december it is (laughs) Uh, that was that was a week ago, so it it was the end of September, and they got all forty back. Um, and people don't get like I'm sure there are so there are some people that care, but the general population who is going on eBay and being like, I'm still looking for that PSA Gardevoir from Steam Siege, like mm-hmm. like that. It kind of and that was that was you know what I was harping on back in March and April is like by the time these cards get back. People have moved on. Yeah. Like things are open. People are going back out. They're trying to take trips. They're going back to concerts. People were stuck in their house watching other people open Pokemon cards. They also wanted to open Pokemon cards because them they were stuck in their house. Mm-hmm. And I'd be curious, you know, we saw, um, you know, original cards are are, you know, they're still pretty popular open, you know, something like a Neo Genesis or, or a Team Rocket. But what what does you know like a, what does a shining fates or a hidden fates look like in twenty years? <laughs> right. Uh, I'd be right. I'd be super curious like what happens there because now I feel like people like myself included. I have I'm looking around. I have a rebel clash etb not open, still in shrink wrap. I have a hidden fates etb, and it's not like there's just I I bought them because they were on the shelf. But there's mm-hmm. nothing in Rebel Clash I'm going to like. I need <laughs> like there are cards I'm missing from Rebel Clash, but I know they're not in that ETB. I know that ETB is 99% filler. Maybe one new card I'm missing. So it's right. like me, like my intention wasn't oh I'm gonna buy Rebel Clash and save it for 20 years. It's like I know it's just not worth anything if I open it. <laughs> so now I don't know right. what to do with it. Um, right. Uh, probably just keep it. Yeah, probably just keep it. I'm putting it next to the ancient Mew. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of Mew, 
there's a Mew in the celebrations, which oh, I yes, want to say, uh, by the time you're listening to this, I have a YouTube video um, with the Pokemon company sent me celebrations. It's up on YouTube. You can watch the first half of it. It was three hours long. I didn't want to do three hours in one video. So I cut the first hour and a half down to 20 minutes. Very consumable. Should be very fun to watch. So check that out. But I think celebrations is incredibly fun to open. Mm-hmm. I think it's really exciting. And I'm bummed that it's impossible to find. Like, I don't think I, I, I hope, but I don't think in the next two weeks or month that people will be able to walk into a target or a Walmart and pick this up and walk out. I think it's, it's unfortunate, but you know, there's, there's a Charizard in this set. There's a Blastoise in the set. There's a Venusaur. There's a Shining Mew. There's a lot of old cards that people have fond memories of, which makes the set mm-hmm. so cool. But the most expensive set in the card in the set is Charizard, and it's like 200 bucks. And, it, you know, Charizard's always 200 bucks. But mm-hmm. uh, you want that Mew. I want that Mew. Real. I mean, when that Mew. The card leaked, right? Someone, someone had like took a picture of it or something early, and it was like, "There's no way this is real. Like, this is just someone who did a really cool edit." And you made sent a that to me. I did send that to you, and we and just, I, and I we kind of like <laughs> debated it. We were like, "This can't be real." We like looked at all the reasons why it couldn't be real, and and all that, and and then it turned out it was real. <laughs> um, and it is a very cool card, and I would absolutely love to pull it, and. But I'm I'm like the same in the same uh the same feelings as you. It's like I feel like this set's gonna be super hard to buy. And I was lucky enough to get some pre orders. So I've got um I got an ETB coming and a what was it, the V Memories box or something? I don't know. It's a box set from GameStop with like six or seven packs in it. It was like exclusive um, was to GameStop. A- it's it's the Charizard box, but it's yeah. instead of Charizard on the box, there's this Charizard and Sylveon. I think yeah, because there's a there's a is it the is it the one that's like the Lance's Charizard and the Dark Sylveon yes. or something like that? Yeah, it's think, both of them yeah. together, right? Yeah. So I picked up that, and then the ETB. I've got those coming. Uh, I haven't even shipped yet, so they're coming someday, I guess, but not tomorrow. <laughs> um, and then right before we started recording, I actually was able to. I wanted to get that Zacian box because you showed a video of the pin that was in that Zacian box. Oh, it's so cool. Of it's Pikachu, right? It's like flying and surfing Pikachu. Yep. Um, and I saw that, and then the the they popped up online, and of course, the shipping is it's free shipping after twenty dollars, and the Zacian box is nineteen ninety nine. Um, <laughs> so I was like, oh, let me just buy a pack of like something. So like, of course, Battle Styles was in stock. So I was like, let me just buy a pack of Battle Styles to knock it over the twenty bucks. And it turns out on the Pokemon Center website, you can't put a pre-order and a non-pre-ordered item in the same cart. Correct. So, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know this. So it's it was the like, worst. It's the worst. So I ended up. Of course, I bought two of the Zashian boxes. <laughs> so, so you got to spend money to save money, I guess. So <laughs> I bought two of the Zashian boxes so that uh, I get the free shipping. Uh, but it went through. So I've got two of those coming as well. Um, that and that's the thing is like even this leading up to this in the last few weeks, like trying to get something on Pokemon center on like Pokemon's official website has been horrible. Like something pops up and it says it's good to go. And then you go click on it and the site crashes and you try too many times. And all of a sudden you're uh, IP blocked from the site. And it's like, people just want to spend their money. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I, I it's 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 just weird to me that uh it, it's so problematic and i get it like everyone's i mean i get like i understand like sites going down when too many people are hitting it at once but it just feels like they've had some time now where this is happening every single release and you'd think that they would like I don't that's, know. It's also to weird of their it. limits. They'll be like, uh, "ETB Pokemon limit seven. and you're like, "Why does no limit it to one? <laughs> <laughs> like, just let yeah. everyone get one." Yep, yep. Like exactly. you will still sell out. Regard you will still you're still gonna sell out. And at mm-hmm. least if 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 somebody wants to buy multiple of them, they have to go through, and that adds more time. Instead of them just upping it to whatever it is, like it's it's kind of weird that mm-hmm. they've gotten better at they'll do a thing where they'll like send a newsletter out and they'll be like hey the next pikachu funko figure is in stock and you can only see it on the website if you have the direct link so Mm -hmm. they've gotten better at like hey if you sign up for a newsletter or or you say like let me know when this is in stock we'll give you like an hour heads up but then they'll do things where like the etb will go live and it'll be like limit 10 and you're like no what no don't what no single person needs 10 etbs like right right maybe three maybe two like maybe maybe if you have like five kids you want each kid to have an etb i don't know like (laughs) yeah that is definitely not the majority of their fan base that has five children Uh, maybe but i i doubt it but it's like one parent listening being like yeah i get every single child an etb every three months (laughs) yeah this is great. The Pokemon Center does it right. I get all my kids ETBs. Yeah, I, I think that it's uh, it's interesting because I feel like they have the way they know how they can at least spread it around and they don't, you know, and that's unfortunate. And then, you know, you have, like you said, like, I really hope that they print this like, like a lot. Um, I, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't around when they did generations back for the 20th anniversary. Okay. I don't know. Was that printed a lot? Cause like, yes. And know... it was bad. Generations okay. was awful. <laughs> it was not a great set and no one wanted it. It was just like, um, gosh, what was the set? XY evolutions. What? Evolutions. Yeah. They print because XY evolutions is the most printed set ever. And it was the mm. set that came out alongside Pokemon go. Um, Oh, Okay. And so X like up to the only reason that it's hard to find XY evolutions now is because everyone who is desperate for cards during the pandemic bought it and it it was always a bad set. It was awful. It was like, there's nothing like there was like, uh, there are a couple Charizards in them, but like not good Charizards, just more reprints of Charizard. But generations was terrible. Like it was, (laughs) it was, (laughs) it was like the, it was just a bad set and like nothing from that set was ever worth any money. Maybe I there's probably one card I'm forgetting that was like worth something. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, you know, pandemic drove all the prices up and people were trying to get generations Venusaur or whatever. And now I, I think no one, again, I don't think anyone cares about that. Like no one's raving from a certain card from generations. I think, I think for the most part, like the cards in this set, they're fun and it's an mm-hmm. easy set to collect and there are some cards like when i pulled dawn fan prime i was like holy mm-hmm. cow like i i remember playing against this deck all the time i remember having dawn fan prime i remember trading for dawn fan prime tr- trading away a dawn fan prime like there was a huge nostalgia kick with so many of the cards i opened 
with generations mm-hmm. there was like no real nostalgia it was just like yep here's a bunch of canto starters here's a bunch of other <laughs> evolutions it was like fine well, um was generations uh like you know with celebrations it's it's pretty much all well that's the cl- you got the classic collection right so you got it's kind of like half and half right you have the celebrations like normal collection which we saw earlier was is numbered right and then you've got the classic collection which they're not numbered correct right they're not there's there's 25 um that are numbered that are like numbered the that are new cards celebrations yeah. yeah and then there are um 25 19, that are oh okay there are 25 that are like reprints of old cards so that would be like base set charizard blastoise venusaur um right and then it would be like luxray prime um or not luxray prime sorry uh luxray level x i think um mm-hmm. and then like garchomp cynthia's garchomp in generations it was yeah it was like here's a caterpie metapod butterfree here's a paris and parasect here's a but were they were they new like artworks were they new cards they or were, were they new like... cards but there was okay. like nothing super special about them and then they were mm. like here's here's a blastoise ex and a mega blastoise ex here's a venusaur and a mega venusaur ex like right there was it was whatever <laughs> Yeah. Like there was um, so much filler in that set of right. like, oh cool, I pulled another just a regular old Geo dude. Cool. <laughs> like, what am I gonna <laughs> do with this Geo dude? Um right. not to say that Celebrations doesn't have filler, but let me tell you, it's way more exciting to pull a Palkia or a Dialga than it is a Doduo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's understandable. And you know, like with um like with XY Evolutions because that came out the because generations would have been the 20th anniversary which would have been 2016 which is when go came out so like evolutions came out that same year as well yeah evolutions came out in the um fall yeah um and so when i was that was actually the year i got married and um we took our honeymoon in uh, we went to tokyo and so this was like october um almost exactly five years ago like tomorrow um we went to uh tokyo and we when i went to the pokemon center there they had the japanese version of like evolutions essentially right um and so i bought a ton of those because with go's release and that i was like jumping back in you know it was all gen one pokemon at that time and everything so i was getting real hyped up on kanto stuff and so i like many people i was one of those people that went out and bought a bunch of bunch of random stuff that was pokemon related including a bunch of those cards and um I got to say, like at the time, having not collected cards for a long time and then just being like all about Pokemon Go and everything at the moment, it was really exciting to like open those packs. I mean, I ended up pulling a couple Charizards. I ended up pulling a Mewtwo, you know, those things like that. I remember pulling as a kid and being super excited about now, uh, like that was then that was five years ago. That was me just jumping into Go and, and kind of getting really hardcore back into Pokemon and now five years later, I see an evolutions pack and I'm like, I don't want to buy that. <laughs> like, I, I just have zero interest at this point, but I can definitely see like the nostalgia sale of what evolutions had and, and has for like a bunch of people who are jumping back into it or back, back into Pokemon in general, um, who may have been like collecting as a kid or whatever, which is, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of that. We, you know, we've seen a lot of that with. Well, like you said, like like you said, with the pandemic, we've seen a lot of that. So, yeah. Well, and then during the pandemic, we had like really good sets in a row. 
Like we we went from like darkness ablaze to like vivid voltage. And what was the set before that? Um, Rebel Clash. Rebel Clash wasn't bad. Um, mm-hmm. And then after that was uh, what was that one set that what was that special set uh, that came out came out earlier hidden, this year? Was it? Hidden, hi- oh, it came out earlier this year. Shining Fates. Shining Shining Fates. Hidden Fates came out in like last year, right? Yeah. Oh, and there was Champions Path too. So it was like, it was like Vivid Voltage, or sorry, Darkness Ablaze, and then Champions Path came out, which had Charizard in it, and then Vivid Voltage, and then Shining Fates, Shining Fates, and then it kind of led up to Battle Styles, which was a bad set. Like it was, it laid a foundation for a new battle mechanic, which Mm -hmm. is fine. But for a collector, no one cared about Urshifu, which was like the chase card, mm-hmm. um, or one of the chase cards in that set. Uh, and I felt like that did push a lot of people away. And then they were like, "Oh, we're we're done with we're done with Charizard. We're done with Pikachu's. We're done with <laughs> I don't right, know any of these Pokemon." Yeah. Um, it is weird they didn't put any Pikachu or Charizard in that with like. Just with the the steam they had going, I guess those things are planned out though way ahead. It's yeah. not like they're top of the mind. Like, and then, hey, the, and then the there was um, earlier, and then there was Chilling Rains again, like a better set than Battle Styles, but mm-hmm. didn't have the moment. And then there was Evolving Skies, which had um probably the, probably the better set of the year. But uh, the problem with Evolving Skies, which was also the problem with Chilling Rains, is you have just these really really big sets, so mm-hmm. you're getting even more duplicates. Or you're like, wow, there's so many secret rares and I didn't pull any of them and I keep getting Graplock. Like, I don't want full art Graplock anymore. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I think, you know, that's the thing too, is like for um, for Chilling Rain, I didn't buy a whole lot of Battle Styles, but for Chilling Rain and for Evolving Skies, like I've bought quite a bit of that. And I will say like, really the only like secret rare that I've been able to, the only secret rares that I've gotten from either of those sets are evolving skies. The two I got in the booster box that I bought, not even like of all the ETBs and all the like little three card or three pack sets and everything like that, that I've purchased, you know, I've pulled a lot of like the V V max cards and things, but I haven't pulled any like secret rares until it came to these booster boxes. And it's just a kind of another thing of like, man, how much does it cost to like complete these sets? If people are looking to try to complete these things, it's just, it's just, uh, you know, costs a lot of money. And, um, I mean, I have fun with it either way, like, but it's just, uh, you know, it's definitely more fun. I think like, like you said, with celebrations, having so many more cards that are, I mean, to me, these seem more exciting. And like having the smaller set and everything, it just kind of makes it more, it just feels like I'm, completing more of it and like there's just more exciting things to see in each pack and you know when you are collecting a lot of cards like in the normal 10 card packs you get to a point where like you're just waiting for that last card or you know or whatever that sixth card or whatever in the set right you're not you're not even you're not even really caring about like all the other cards in the pack and i guess that's the same for anything if you buy a bunch of it you're like eventually going to get to the point where you just are looking for that one rare card uh, cause everything else is so many duplicates, but 
when you have the smaller set, I feel like at least there's a better chance of getting it quicker. So maybe you're just not buying nearly as much. I say that now as I like. <laughs> it, it could be like a like a psychology thing because I remember McChampion's Path, uh, which came out uh, around holiday last year, and it was that that was the joke. You always just got Hollow Machamp. Like every like you were looking for Charizard, you were looking for maybe a couple other cards, but you kept opening packs and you're like, oh, here's another hollow Machamp. Cool. Like, Mm -hmm. sweet. Um, And then there's nine cards that are I keep getting over because that set was small. Mm -hmm. Um, So because it was small, you you got so many of the same like Machops, Machokes, Tauros, whatever else was in that set. I don't think Tauros was whatever else was in that set. Mm hmm. And what they did with um, Celebrations is it's four card packs mm-hmm. and kind of weird that it's like not five and the four seemed a little off. But is that Detective Pikachu was four as well, right? Oh, yeah, I think you're right. I think that was a four card um, pack as well. But because you're because everything's hollow and because mm-hmm. there's a chance to get like there's a chance that you can get like a full art and the fourth card like a not a full art, but like a full hollow. Right, right. Like a Zashian or a Zamazenta or a Flying Pikachu V or a Surfing Pikachu V or whatever else is there. But there's also mm-hmm. the chance that third card is um, like a Dawn Fan Prime or, or a Cynthia's Garchomp. Oh, is that how they have it? Like, is it like the classic collection card is the third card and then yes. like the, yeah. the, the ultra rares of the regular collection of the last card? Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. So in a pack, you, I feel like I definitely opened tons of packs where it was like just four, you know, it was like, okay, we're opening this pack. Okay. Kyogre, cool. Xerneas, cool. Lunala. All right. And then like, oh, (laughs) like, uh, uh, Solgaleo. And you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. got a bunch of these already. No big deal. And then there were some packs where it's like, oh, cool. I got, um, Luxray level X and I got, uh, flying Pikachu V max. And those Mm -hmm. packs felt really good. Yeah, I, I I don't know if it's I don't know if they did like they did some market research and they're like, well, if we make smaller packs and there's only fifty cards and we <laughs> you know these this these cards are slightly more like it just felt better and more enjoyable to open, um, mm-hmm. and I would encourage people if they can find it like I don't know I feel like ten packs is good enough yeah, like you, you, you I opened fifty or something <laughs> and I Jeez. I didn't get I'm missing I think fourteen of the 50 cards okay after opening like 50 packs Mm -hmm. and the first 20 packs felt the best right and once i got to the other packs i was like oh my gosh we're just hitting repeat city and then (laughs) (laughs) which is like it's fine but like i said i i think these are fun to open i think if you can find an elite trainer box or you can find you know 10 packs eight packs 12 packs lying around i think they're really great and fun to open and you'll probably complete almost everything but now the question for you is if you don't pull this mew are you just gonna have to go buy it see that's the thing like maybe but i guess my my whole thing is like that even though i spend a lot of money on this stuff or whatever like i still am conscious of like what the how the flow of everything is going right like like i'm not like I see the prices of the individual cards and how they're where they are, where they're going out, you know? So it's like, I don't want to, even though it's not like I'm trying to resell it, like I don't really want to go out and buy a card right now when it's like 
I can see that the that the the wave is going down right now, right? So it's like I have more fun opening the cards and hoping to pull something, which I guess I'm just talking straight money wise. That's the that's not as good of an idea, <laughs> but it's like I would rather have I would rather spend my money to have the fun of opening the cards, whether I get something great or not, than to go and buy a card for like 20 to 30 percent more than it's going to be in a couple months. And so I would say like, I'm definitely going to like open some cards over the next couple months. Hopefully you'll be able to like you. I mean, hopefully we'll be able to go get them at some point, maybe if they do print a whole bunch of them um, over the next few months or so. And then if I, if at that point I'm still like, I really want that Mew, then, you know, I don't have it, then I'll, I'll possibly go buy it. But what I've learned from myself is that as the new sets come out, I'm easily like, I'll just move on to that next one yep, instead. Say, right? Like, you put the words right in my mouth. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like when battle styles came out, I was like, oh man, that sleeping Tyranitar card. I want to get that. You know, I want to pull that card. And I was super hyped on it, never pulled it. And then all of a sudden chilling rain came out oh that zapdos card that alternate zapdos i'd want that instead you know who cares about the tyranitar at this point the zapdos is awesome you know so it's like i've already seen cards that are coming out right the the next japanese that already came out that's going to be coming out in november for us and there's already cards in there where i'm like it'd be awesome to get one of those and so it's like as much as i want this one when that set comes out i'm sure i'll like kind of turn my attention toward that and i mean you know, I may never end up with those cards that I, <laughs> I say I really want in the first place, but I think the most fun of it all is really just opening the packs and just the the potential to to get something really cool or or if not, like sharing that disappointment with a lot of other people who get that disappointment on a daily basis um, when opening Pokemon cards. So, yeah, well, that's Pokemon cards in a nutshell. <laughs> One of it's it's an okay hobby and an expensive one. Mm-hmm. It definitely is expensive, but so is like Pokemon Go or any of those little mini ga- or any of those games that have in microtransactions associated with them. And so, hey, I hear golfing is expensive. Uh, you gotta you gotta get shoes. You gotta <laughs> rent the you gotta rent the, the the little car thing. I don't know what that's called. Uh, <laughs> you gotta pay for the car membership. T- yeah, that's costly i honestly i think the the most cost effect cost effective way to consume pokemon that is also in my opinion very fun is through buying like the main series games right like if you're just talking about consuming pokemon i guess aside from like the anime but in some form of like game in some way i think that just the main series game is probably you know you have so much fun with it and it's like oh that's 60 bucks and aside from like dlc that's 60 bucks and that is all i have to spend like there are no more transactions there are no because with pokemon go it was like five years ago i was like this game's free that's exciting and now i'm like thousands of dollars to play this game I think cool a, i think that's a you problem uh, i have not put thousands of dollars into go well maybe not thousands but a lot <laughs> definitely hundreds maybe maybe a thousand or two but anyways yeah it's uh you know it it's just you know all these things are and i mean that's that's how they are like the 
what most profitable media, media franchise yeah. or something like that's out there which i think so, the card part it, is only like 10 percent of their revenue the plushy slash merchandise part is 60 percent of their revenue so and that's all you that's, doing that yeah right? that, that is definitely me <laughs> i have another yeah. 18 plushes on their way <laughs> are you wait are you serious no no i haven't ordered anything in a while i gotta okay, move i was I like can't. i could <laughs> i can't have any more of these things in my house I was like, I you could be joking, but you could be absolutely serious. <laughs> no, I, maybe when we, maybe when I get to the new location, we'll we'll stock up. Um, right, right. <laughs> but Poppy, where can where can listeners find you? Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, my uh, username is pkmn snaps, or Instagram is pkmn dot snaps. Okay, and you can find me on Twitter at Dragging It Lake. You guys know where to find all the PKMN cast Twitter stuff. And if you like this episode, uh, let us know on Twitter, in Slack, in the Discord, wherever. Love to hear from you guys. Thank you so much for the Patreon support. And uh, we'll see you all next time. <laughs>